Hi friend, welcome to the Bold Heart Generation podcast, the podcast for believers, achievers, dreamers and everyone who wants to win at the game of life. My name is Sharon and every week I'll be bringing you tips and tools to inspire you to live your best life. Hi friends, thank you so much for tuning in this week. It's such a privilege to be able to sit down and do this podcast, you guys. And I can't thank you enough for giving me a few minutes of your day. I really appreciate that. And yeah, so let's dive in this week. Um, this week, I want to talk about something that's an actual culture and societal pandemic. And that is the obsession with being skinny. Um, I remember when I was a teenager, I, I basically like in my late teens, I read an article, actually I can't remember if it was an article, but it was something that was all over the news. And what had happened was that the Oscar winning actress, Kate Winslet, had been interviewed for an article by this magazine. They had done photos, you know, for the article and they ended up photoshopping her pictures and publishing them without her approval, without letting her know. And she obviously was suing the magazine and things like that. And I was gobsmacked. Like, I could not believe that people would try to, like, I was thinking, why would they want to make her look different? What's wrong with how she looks? I was quite naive, guys, because I don't know if it's on a good, you know, in a good way or not. I'd rather think it's in a good way. It actually is. I was raised in Uganda for pretty much most of my young life and young adult life so we didn't have an obsession with being skinny in my culture and in fact if you are too skinny your aunties will try and feed you up just so you can put on more muscle and where i come from the culture where i come from literally nearly all the girls have wide hips and that's so normal and obviously when the body is expanding it means that you end up getting stretch marks so majority of the girls where I come from, we all have stretch marks. So that's like, I thought every woman had stretch marks. So then I transported myself across to the Western culture and moved to the UK. And I was still walking around the swimming pool with my swimsuit on, not, not having a care in the world until literally, guys, a few years ago. And I'm talking about less than 10 years ago when I had someone on TV talking about how they were disgusted with having stretch marks. That's the very first time I thought, oh my God, I am ugly. I've got stretch marks. Until then, I was so oblivious to things like that, which was really good. But the reason I want to talk about this is a few months ago, this person that I hadn't met in years, hadn't seen for like six years, met me. And the first thing he said to me was like, oh my god you've gone so fat are you pregnant now guys i just like laughed i just wanted to like laugh so much the only reason being that i thought that was hilarious like listen if i was pregnant i would have a glow right now i've got no glow my skin is not glowing do i look pregnant to you i didn't say all those things to him when i went away and i thought about it a little bit and then i let it go and a few days after that, I an influencer posted a photo on your Instagram and someone commented on their photo and said, you've got arm hair, it's ugly, you should shave it off. And I thought, right, that is it. I'm going to say something about this. 
So you look at what society makes us to think or makes us to believe and the definition they put out for women in what they call beautiful or what they call pretty and they decide talking about they in quotation marks so people out there decide what you should look like what you should wear and it's like who are you why why are you deciding what i should look like who's got this measuring stick of beauty and I know that a lot of us have had that defined for us by society. For example, when I didn't know that stretch marks were bad, now I don't, right now I don't, but when I first saw someone saying they were disgusted with it, that's when I thought, oh no, that's actually a disgusting thing to have on your body. And you know, so there is people out there that have this obsession. And that brings me to talk about the obsession with being skinny. I've read somewhere as well where Kate said that when she was growing up in her family, she had never, ever, ever had any of the women in her family saying that they loved their body or they loved themselves. And that's sad, guys. That's really, really sad. Because what she's talking about is something that's happening to, you know, the society is happening everywhere. You talk to women and you realize that no one loves their body or they hate so much about their body. They hate themselves. And the problem with that is they have that narrative that's going on in their head. And then obviously they watch television and they see magazines where people are airbrushed and they look nothing like them in real life. It starts to become a downward spiral of people hating themselves. So I went to a meeting recently where a woman, it was something going on with her work and she wasn't feeling confident about something to do with her work. She wasn't feeling confident at work and she felt like she wasn't enough. And so the speaker kept asking her a few more questions about to understand why she felt like, you know, she wasn't good enough at her job and all that. This woman eventually said, because I feel like I'm not skinny enough. Guys, my jaw dropped when she said that because for a minute I thought, what's that got to do with your job? She was like a UK size eight. And if you, you know, if you're in UK, you know that that's a small person. Well, you know, if you, wherever you live, you can convert that and say that that's a small person. And, you know, when you're thinking, right, there is an underlying problem that's bringing about this whole issue. It's not so much about being skinny. There is something else below the surface. It's something someone may have said, something that may have happened at a certain time and things like that. But let me ask you this, guys. How much did Rosa Parks weigh before she took a stand of courage on that bus? So how much did Florence Nightingale weigh before she became an ass and started uh, helping people? How much did Valentina Tereshkova weigh before she went into space? The answer is, I don't know. And I can imagine you don't know. And you know why? That's the right answer. It's absolutely irrelevant. It has nothing, nothing to do with your potential. Nothing to do with what you can do and what you're called to do, girls. God, I really wish I could I could shake them by their shoulder and say to them, look, you do not need to be skinny. There is nothing about your potential that requires you to be a size six or a size zero. If you want to be a size six, you've got to do that because you love yourself or because you think that's what 
is good for your body shape. For example, I'm only five foot tall. It's to my advantage and for my well-being and for my health to stay a certain size because if I became many sizes bigger, my knees start to swell and my health starts getting affected because just because of how short I am. So I have to stay in a certain size because of that. Guys, at the end of the day, you need to love yourself. That's it. And you have to know that you're enough. And if you want to work out, if you want to be a certain size, that you're doing that from a point of love, that you're not doing that in a way of punishing yourself and punishing your body because that doesn't work. Doing those things to punish your body does not diminish the underlying problem, does not do away with what's below the surface. You have to go below the surface and work on yourself and love yourself and decide that you're going to be happy no matter what size you are. And with that being said, I am an advocate for healthy living. I'm an advocate for sports and exercise. I am a marathon runner. I love being a size 8 and I prefer to stay a size 8. So I am always working to stay that way. But that's not because I am so scared of what people say or, or anything like that. Or I do that. I work out from the point of loving my body and being appreciative of my body and what it can do and what it can achieve. So, guys, I'm going to talk about some of the lies that we as women have been sold or we as women have believed. So, lie number one is the lie that I am not pretty enough just because I don't look like a supermodel. And that's so easy because I've actually heard of research that says that these young girls, when they looked at magazines for a long time, that they started getting depressed. Do you know, if they, they looked at, had like three magazines and were looking at those magazines for hours and hours, that they then started getting depressed. Because you, after seeing images like that, it makes you think, right, they're, in, they're on the cover of Vogue and they don't look at me. I've got freckles, my nose is so wide, my hair is curly. They've got flat hair, I cannot make it on the cover of Vogue. And that then starts to sell this lie to you that you're not pretty enough. And guys, that's not true. You are enough just as you are. Not when you get rid of the stretch marks. Not when you've had the Botox. Not when you've had your boobs enlarged or made smaller. No, you're enough right now in this minute. And you have to own that truth before you can move on and start enjoying your life. Right? Lie number two, guys. Is the lie that I will I'll feel confident when. This is a big one because there is a lot of people that think, yeah, you know, when I put on a little bit more weight, I'm too skinny, then I'll start to feel confident. When I finally got rid of all the acne, then I'll feel more confident. Or, you know, if only I was such and such, then I would be more confident. And cows, that's a lie as well. Because you will get there, you'll get to that stage, You'll get rid of all the acne from your face and then there'll be some other issue in your body that makes you now want to think, all right, when I do this now, then I'll be confident. And it becomes exhausting and never-ending. And that's why you have to decide that you're confident now. Without acne, with acne, with freckles, with a white nose like me, 
with bad eyebrows like me, you have to decide that I am confident now. I don't need to be anything different. I am confident right now as I am in this moment. So line number three, there's only two groups of women, skinny and curvy. And that's, these days you see a lot of curvy girls that are absolutely rocking it and loving their curves and loving their body. So it tends to be that in the media we see these two sizes and most of us women, there's so many of us women who fall in a category that's right in the middle where we're not on either spectrum. So if you're a size 8 or a size 10 like me, you're not skinny but you're also not curvy. And you know, if you don't see women like that being celebrated, it can feel like, oh right, oh, I'm not good enough then or you know no one is speaking up for people of my size or listen girls don't let that spectrum ever 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 define you don't let anyone define what you should feel like or what you should be like just because you the predominant images that you see out there are something that you don't look like never ever let a dress size define you yeah, and don't, don't accept labels like that, you guys. Your worth does not depend on your dress size. I'm going to leave that there. So lie number four is the lie that I can't appreciate the body I have until I get the body I want. Listen, listen. You have, you must love the body that you're in while you're working towards the body that you want. You only get one body. We've only got one life on this side of eternity. And you have to be grateful for the things that your body helps you to do. So instead of looking in the mirror and the first thing that you say in your mind is, oh my God, my thighs are so huge. I hate my thighs. I hate that cellulite. I hate my flabby belly. You need to have a positive narrative. When you look in that mirror and that lie crops up in your mind, here's what you need to think. Oh, I'm so grateful I was able to walk up those stairs today. I'm so grateful every part of me is in perfect health. Or oh, I'm so grateful my legs you know, are in good order today. I'm so grateful my knees didn't hurt today. You have to find the positive in order to defeat that negative narrative that's coming in your mind and attacking you. So lie number five, the lie that you can't feel sexy when you get older and your body changes. For majority of us women, our bodies will go through change. And that's uh, whether it's from having a baby or it's just metabolism or different things. Your body could change and look different. And that sometimes is normal and it's part of growth. But listen, when that happens, don't let that shame you. And do you know, a woman that's sexy is a woman that's confident. It's not a woman that's, that's I say, or a size 20 or a size 6. Confidence has nothing to do with your dress size. Sexness has nothing to do with your dress size. Sexness has a lot to do with feeling confident. And that's a woman that's actually attractive. A woman that's so comfortable in her skin because beauty is skin deep, you guys. So line number six. I'm going to say it this way, like uh, you hear people describing body sizes and say, describing them as normal, so like, oh yeah, I'm a normal size, oh, she's a normal size, blah, blah, blah. And that makes me think, well, 
So what do you mean by normal size? Do you mean people who are two sizes bigger than that are not normal? Two sizes smaller than that are not normal? Everyone is normal. Every single person is normal. Despite your dress size, despite what they say, we are all normal. And we should all aim to celebrate one another because we all look so different and we shouldn't look the same because it would be boring. So let's celebrate our being normal, no matter what we look like. Lie number seven, and this is the last one, guys. The lie that working out and healthy living is for snobs. I know that sometimes uh, people think that, or people who work out, or they're so vain, and things like that. Listen, girl, if you know that you've been put on this earth for a mission, if you know that you've got things to accomplish on this earth, you need to embrace healthy living. You need to embrace getting your body moving. You need to embrace getting into things that make your mind healthy so that you can feel your best and look your best. And, you know, one of the things is that if there is something about your body that you don't like, that you can change, as in, in terms of exercise, something that's in your control, then you should do your best to change that. Do your best to eat well. Do your best to eat healthy. If you've got no energy whatsoever, you're constantly tired, then you know that there are things in the natural that you can do, you know, that's change that. So guys, I'm going to end it here today. Thank you again so much for tuning in. Please share this message, share this podcast. Yeah, I'm going to shake your shoulders now and say, stop this obsession with being skinny because confidence is the new skinny. I love you guys and I'll speak to you soon.